this is the art of discussing where everyone is committed to having discussions with people sharing different points of view while respecting the person expressing them. We're your hosts. I'm Ben. And I'm Kate. And we're excited that you've joined us. Let's get to this week's episode. Welcome back to Art of Discussing. I'm your one of your hosts. I'm Kate. And I'm Ben. And today we are talking about classified documents and all the things around the news right now with President Trump and President Biden and Vice President Pence and all the world of classified documents. Um, so we're going to start a little bit inside of the foundational information, like what are the classifications, who has, how many people have access to them potentially, and what is the actual legal code around unauthorized usage of classified information and documents. So, and then we'll go into that a little bit more as a conversation between Ben and I in what do we think is happening how you know based on what's happening in the news right now and everything else like how is it black and white are there nuances and a little bit of gray sprinkled in so and i think and i think that ben and i might have a little bit of a difference of opinion here and there based on our prep conversations for this episode um so i think it'll be a good lively conversation yeah. Anything you want to say, Ben, before I get started with all the foundational stuff? Uh, nothing beforehand. Just um, really looking forward to exploring this topic, right? Like classified information. I know uh, while it's seemingly uh, pretty exciting, uh, maybe for, for some of our listeners out there, uh, most times it's not always as jason Bourne or uh you know jack ryan as as netflix and amazon prime make it video make it make it seem it's it's sometimes it's mon- a little more mundane um sometimes it is uh a little more exciting i i suppose from that point of view a little more high stakes let's say that but the focus is national defense. So, you know, uh, that's, that's about it. That's all I'll say before we start. You just popped my, uh, spy craft balloon right then. Like I like a good Jason Bourne and Jack Ryan. I think we all do. I mean, I know I love watching those. They're, They're very awesome. You just made me sad. Okay. So let's start a little bit about what are classified documents and then go into what does it look like if you use them unauthorized uh, so I'm going to start a little bit inside of classified documents. This is the Washington Post article. What are classified documents explaining the levels penalties for mishandling? It came out January 24th of 2023. Uh, and they say that classified information refers to documents and other records that the government considers sensitive. So these are restricted um uh with who has access to them uh, and they have to have certain background checks and be granted certain clearance levels 
Um, it also is basically saying that officials classify information when they conclude that it release it, the release of it could damage national security or foreign relations. Uh, the information types could be paper documents, emails, photos, maps, images, databases, hard drives. There's a lot of different ways that uh, it could be, you know, the information could look, but they're all potentially could be classified. The three main levels, uh, and these are fairly broad, but the three main levels are confidential, and then the next highest level is secret, and the next one after that is top secret. I think because of Jason Bourne and some of the others, we definitely know what top secret is, right? So let's talk about in more detail what these are. So confidential is the lowest category. It refers to information that could damage national security if publicized. The largest number of government workers and contractors, thousands of these people, have access to this type of information. Um, basic State Department cables uh, or information provided by a foreign government could fall into this category. Uh, and then the next level is secret. So a secret is the referring to material that, if released, could cause, quote, serious damage to national security. It is a, the, the broadest category. Um, for example, the budget of the U.S. intelligence agency could be considered secret because uh, that could damage the um, national security. And then top secret is the most sensitive information bracket covering uh, records that could cause, quote, exceptionally grave damage, end quote, to national security or if released. So this could include revealing intelligence on armed hostiles against the U.S. or its allies, disruption of vital foreign relations, or the compromise of defense plans or intelligence gathering. Um, within that top secret, there is a number of, of subclassifications often dealing with the most protected pieces of American information and intelligence. Um, the Washington Post talks about how falling under this classification is sensitive compartmented information, a designation that limits dis, uh, dissemination to a particular group of people. Um, so whether or not that is intelligence gleaned from an electronic uh, intercept or information provided by an informant in a foreign country, um, certain people may not be able to have access even within the top secret clearance. So those are some of the, the levels of it. And um, there's a process to declassify. So people who can classify, it's really the president and he can dis, uh, he can disseminate to the cabinet or certain members of certain departments inside of classification. Um, the ability to classify and then on the reverse he has to go through the process to declassify and it has to be reviewed to ensure that these documents won't cause uh top secret you know or won't cause national security risks if they declassify something 
And uh, the other side of that too is when it's classified, it could be classified indefinitely. It could have certain timeframes. That's also, it's, so it sounds like it's a little nuanced based on what the information is on, you know, how it's determined to be classified at a certain level for a certain period of time, et cetera. Um, And I'm talking about that because obviously that's part of the debate with President Trump uh, and President Biden and, you know, how their cases could be different, right? And the other thing I was going to mention is a huge debate that's coming up now because of all this, which we could talk about potentially later is, are we classifying too many things? Are we classifying too much, right? Like how have we gotten to the point where everything is, is classified or top secret versus really like disseminating what exactly should be in that category? That's a whole nother piece of this, of this, uh, topic that's been coming out in the recent months because of what's happening with President Biden and President Trump and Vice President Pence and et cetera, right? So that's a different conversation that we can have or Ben may have an opinion on that. I may have an opinion on that. So you might hear that come up too. Um, So now that we've kind of given some of the basic information on classifying, Let's talk about what does it look like? What is the actual US code for unauthorized removal of classified documents or materials? So this is from Cornell Law uh, and it's a legal information institute and it is 18 US code 1924, unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents or materials. And I will quote this. A, whoever being an officer, employee, contractor, or consultant of the United States and by virtue of his office, employment, position, or contract becomes possessed of documents or materials containing classified information of the United States, knowingly removes such documents or materials without authority and with the intent to retain such documents or materials at an unauthorized location shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for no more than five years or both. B, for purposes of this section, the provision of documents and materials to the Congress shall not constitute an offense under subsection. C, in this section, the term, quote, classified information of the United States means information originated owned or possessed by the United States government concerning the national defense or foreign relations of the United States that has been determined determined pursuant to law or executive order to require protection against unauthorized disclosure in the interests of national security. Now we've heard, so that was from, from the law Cornell that was quoting exact law code. Uh, we have heard about the presence of a, a SCIF, which is, which stands for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility, and that has a that houses the classified documents and has specific controls to ensure security. So you hear Congress or senators going saying, we entered the SCIF, we did this, and then we came out, right? And you hear inside of these debates that 
notes, personal notes were taken potentially in a skiff, and those notes were taken out where maybe it wasn't the actual document, right? But technically there's information because you wrote stuff down on a note and took the note out. So the skiff, I think, is an important piece of this because that does have specific security and is talked about a lot inside of access to the actual process to get access potentially to these top secret, especially documents based on what I know. Now, the next piece of this and the last piece of this I'm going to mention is that there was, uh, there is background checks, as I mentioned, to receive uh, necessary clearance to access classified information. And this is part of the Wall Street Journal uh, article that I referenced earlier, but that according to the Office of the Director of National Intelligence Report from 2019, the last year which this data was published, nearly 3 million people had access to confidential or secret documents. More than 1.25 million people had been issued clearance for top secret documents, which to me seemed like a lot of people, right? Like compared to what I thought in my head. And, you know, if you do consider that they probably don't have access to all the documents, but they have the ability to at least access them, certain ones if needed, I guess that makes sense. But it did, when we got into the million on that one, I was kind of like, that was a lot more than I thought. Like, (laughs) I would have thought it would have been like thousands maybe who had access. So, and I don't know if that, includes inactive or if those are active clearances like somebody who had clearance then left a job or left a you know situation is no longer uh an active clearance they might be an inactive so i don't know if that includes those people or not as well so that's a preface to those numbers so that's what i've got ben on the foundational information anything you want to add or share uh based on that I mean, there's a there's a lot of information there, right? Um, yes, there are certain classifications of, you know, intelligence of, you know, secret, top secret, classified, all that stuff. Um, I think it's important to know. And a lot of this, I don't know how much of this stuff has changed. Um, I, I was a for my undergrad, I was a political science uh, major and uh, with a focus on in national intelligence so and uh, security policy. So in my studies, I ran across a lot of these things that you're talking about um, with classifications. Um, also, I was also in the military, so I have been around some of these environments that you're speaking about. Um, I think... Uh, there's a court, uh, a couple of important concepts that I'd like to inject into those because people have clearances, sure, um, for at the classified, secret, top secret level. And that's just a maybe you'll need it, maybe you won't, right? Like sometimes people who, um, because the process to get a clearance um, the background checks involved, depending on the level, the uh, the vetting, the um, the amount of time. First of all, it takes a it takes a pretty significant amount of time. 
It takes a pretty significant amount of money. Um, and there's there's a lot of trust, right? Whether you're talking about a confidential level clearance, secret level clearance, top secret level clearance, what have you. So they generally will, if they think that that may be something that your position may or may not need, they may initiate that process. And during the course of that, right, uh, it may be found that you do you do need it. So they'll keep it going and they they give grant you a certain status that allows you to behave as if you've been awarded it, right? Um, or they can, you know, you complete that that status. You you know you you have the ability to have it activated if necessary, but it never you never have anything that allows it to be like you're eligible, you're a secret eligible, but there's no reason to activate it. So uh, all of which, you know, costs money and, and keeping it maintained. And, you know, you're, I'm sure uh, that if you go from being eligible to actually being activated, I'm sure your name goes from one database to another database, you know, to protect that information. Uh, so, most of those people that you see, it's difficult to ascertain whether those are people actually accessing those classified documents or just have the ability that we thought they may run into the need to maybe access classified documents. There, the two concepts that I think we should also discuss is one, uh, which you've probably heard in these Jason Bourne, um, James Bond, uh, Jack Ryan kind of scenario movies is, is a need to know. Um, that concept is prevalent in these situations that kind of determines as to whether or not you'll go from a, your investig background investigation was complete and you can have a clearance to now you'll actually have a clearance, right? You need to know. Did you do you now actually need access to these documents or no? Um, so need to know really kind of plays into it, um, which kind of let's let's just say we establish a need to know. Um, you need to know something. So that the second concept um, is being read in, uh, which again you've probably heard in these these movies, but basically that's like hey, I know something's happening. Like, what is this? Like being read in is they're going to give you the pertinent details of it. They're going to tell you the whatever level it is, what you can and cannot say. If there's an NDA, you'll probably end up signing that, you know, all that stuff. Someone will put you in a room, probably like a thing that you mentioned, a SCIF, a uh, sensitive compartmentalized um, facility, right? So you'll you'll sit there. Somebody will read you in, and then you'll you you may have access, right? Like after that, after you've been read in, you've determined a need to know has been determined, and you've been read in. Now you have access. I would imagine that whatever the numbers that the Washington Post does have right, of people with background checks for, for those levels, they would shrink and then shrink and, you know, considerably for people who actually are accessing those documents. 
but it's it's still notwithstanding something that the national security of the United States is something the government takes very seriously. And so we just definitely, whether it's a lot of people or a few people, uh, want to make sure that the people that we have accessing classified information are trustworthy, right? That we essentially at its core, you don't want to tell the person the secret that you know it's going to tell everybody else because they can't keep a secret, right? Like you don't want to tell so-and-so that there's going to be a surprise birthday party and then you know that that's going to get back to the birthday party person because so-and-so can't keep a secret. That person may have a need to know and you probably exclude them. They don't have the clearance, right? You tell everybody around, oh, by the way, part of reading them in is don't tell Susan because she will tell everybody. So part of this, you know, need to know is this is what's happening. This is when it's happening. This is don't tell Jennifer it's her birthday and don't tell Susan because she will definitely tell Jennifer, right? She cannot be trusted. Um, or if you know that they could drink too much and, and, you know, here right. goes if all Jennifer the information. Gets Susan drunk and then, then Jenner, Susan's going to tell her everything, right? Like that's why you exclude Susan. And even if Susan, so with that is you that's the that's the thought process that kind of goes into this. So even when these people that we're trusting it with, like the, the laws that you read, um, that section A, it says whoever being an officer employee by virtue of their office, right? Like it's very vague. And then it goes on to talk about that penalty, knowingly remove such documents or materials um, with the intent to retain such documents or materials at an unauthorized location. Um, what these people, when they're, when uh, something that we haven't said about uh, classified materials is generally speaking, classified materials, I know that they're uh, secret, top secret or confidential, true, but if they're placed within a like folder or something, that folder makes no bones about what's inside of it is like real important. It, you know, you've seen them in the movies, right? They're, they've got red something, maybe some stripes, you know, maybe it says in big letters, top secret or confidential or, you know, uh, super secret squirrel uh, with a zipper on it, you know, whatever. It, it's brightly colored. It's it's got the pop. It probably has like a little siren on it. I don't whatever it is. It's 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 brightly colored. Um, it lets you know that what's inside is important. The chances of then that oh oh I totally forgot I was walking out and I forgot this like 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 a pen right like I I walked off with your pen. It's not exactly like that. So. In these cases, right, like a President Biden or a President Trump and classified documents were found, you know, on their property in boxes, 
right? Like that's not like a folder that's, you know, maybe I I took this home, I was reading it through it, I I forgot what I was reading, you know, I'm trying to save the free world, you know, I'm you know, I'm doing good things, right? Uh, in my humble opinion, that's harder to say that, right? Like you got stuff in boxes. When I'm going to read a lot of stuff, maybe a folder perhaps, but I don't have it in a box. So um, those things have penalties. Uh, like we talked about before, whilst they had the authority to declassify them, they didn't declassify them. And so everything else is speculation, right? Like, because then the question is an, a natural question I would ask is you've got these classified documents, right? That's a fact. Um, we are not in the place where these classified documents are stored because you are clearly authorized to look at them, president and president, right? We are not in that place where if you were looking at them in the hallway of the skiff, right? And then we go, oh, well, just make sure you put it back on the skiff shelf before you exit the skiff, right? Um, okay, so that's not happening. Then that the natural question I feel logically is why do you have these? Why, why? If you have access, right? And like you also pointed out, access is not forever. And, you know, arguably maybe they retain a certain level of access, right? Like maybe they put in a request that it's possible they could have had it. But still, why would you have these documents? All of that, the why, that's all speculation. Until they tell us why they have them, that's all speculation. Um, so it's the actual having of them and storing of them outside of what they are, right, that constitutes a penalty, according to the law, constitutes a fine or imprisonment for not more than five years or both. So um, if it were, and, you know, being around, I've seen mishandling of classified information and every other instance I've ever seen or from afar or heard of, it's super serious. It's super quick. It is sure you might have a great reason for this, but everybody's going to get in a room and we're going to ask them really hard questions and there might be polygraphs involved and we're going to get to the bottom of this. And until that, we're going to take everything. And this is right. Like, so I just, if that is what we would do to trusted vetted citizens and individuals, uh, who are in, you know, positions of trust, why wouldn't we do that across the board? I I fail to understand that. I, I get the optics. I get the optics. I just don't see 
I, I don't see this as any other thing other than some a position being above the rule of law in our country, which I was under the impression was not something that we did in the United States. So, uh, I guess, does that answer any other question? I mean, I the two things I really wanted to inject was uh, need to know and being read in, those are important, right? They really narrow that pool of people that the Washington Post uh, identifies as having clearances. Uh, most people's, I wouldn't say most people, that's hard to say. A lot of people with clearances may not ever get to utilize like access documents. So I think we had another example of this a little bit and maybe it's not relevant, but the first object that was recently shot down, that was the supposedly the Chinese spy balloon that went across the country, was shot down in South Carolina. There was a lot of senators who were saying, hey, we need to know what you guys know as an intelligence group. Like, we need to be involved in this. You know, what is happening, et cetera. So there was a demand to, from what I understand, that would be like the need to know, right? Senators are saying, we need to know if we're on the intelligence committee, et cetera. Whether or not you agree that that's the case, that could be an example of determining need to know. And then the red in is when they actually go to the, sh the skiff and get told what happened. Um, and are finally involved in that, like, information dump, quote unquote, of what they actually know. Is that, uh, is that an uh, example of So I'm going to add about? a little color. I'm going to add a little color to that. And spoiler alert, nothing that I'm about to say has actually happened. This is all strictly color, right? But this is, so... The headline is that there was a Chinese spy balloon, uh, Chinese balloons, you know, shot down outside of South Carolina. Right. So. And and correctly identified, there is both a House Intelligence Committee and a Senate Intelligence Committee. So both of those entities right in Congress have people who have high level lawmakers, the highest levels arguably right the senate is the senior arguably that has need to know and sure the chair let's say the chairman of the senate intelligence committee goes in there goes into the skiff i need to know it's me right like bam what happened and they let him in the skiff and they're like hey sir um usually we see these balloons all the time we leave them be we kind of scan them they're not really doing anything this particular one was uh downloading google and call of duty like across the across the country right it was it was messing with the wavelengths of the you know tinfoil hats of you know american citizens and changing frequencies of people and adjusting the 5g of people right like so the weird things were happening all over right so we we had all that stuff stuff that's not released to the public again none of this is actually happening just want to say, you know, stuff that we haven't released to the public, but you have this clearance, right? But 
we're reading you in, you know, this is the situation. You can't, you know, top secret, hush, hush, super secret, hush, hush. You can't say anything. Here's an NDA, boop, 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 boop. This doesn't leave the room. And then, so we determined that that was a threat. It was on its way to uh, the White House to tinfoil hat the president so that we can, you know, make him manipulate maturing candidate, all kinds of stuff, right? I, there wasn't an actual sentence in there, just a whole bunch of words ending in maturing candidate. But anywho, um, and so we shot it down, right? National security, high five, boom, yeah, American sovereignty, wee! And then, um, so that's that's what happened. But to the public, we just said, hey, yeah, Chinese spy balloon, we shot it down. Um, we thought it was going to do something bad to the president. And now you know, but that's not public knowledge. That's reading in is telling him the situation. He has a need to know. You determine they need to know being read into the whole situation. He's going to get background on where that came from. Um, I'm not hitting all the wickets and the bullets, but he's going to get the situation, you know, uh, and then around what happened and then, you know, what happened. So where we're at now. Answer your question. Okay. Yeah. So I have some questions for you. Okay. Also, none of that never happened. The the shooting down of a Chinese spy balloon that was adjusting frequencies and Call of Duty. I was like, the questions. Manchurian candidate. Manchurian candidate. All that stuff. That was just you know color. I'm just trying to, you know. There you go. Can't be said enough. Okay. Got it. So. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of do some listener catch up right now in our prep conversations. For lack of a better term, what I realized is a lot of a lot of these conversations like legality stuff when it comes to legal code uh I think where we differ, and this comes up in like the busing of migrants conversation, you know, if you're a governor versus an average person, right? Um, That's another example of kind of where I'm going. It seemed like you, you are very much and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're very much more if it's legal, it's legal. If it's not legal, it's not legal. End of story. There's not much like, there isn't much nuance inside of that. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm asking, because when we were having conversations, it seemed like, well, what about if this scenario happened? And um, you seem to be, is it legal for Joe on the street? Then no. Right. Like, so I'm trying, I want to make sure I'm, I'm, cause I, there's reasons I'm, I'm bringing up why I'm saying these, these questions, asking these questions to see if I can see if I'm accurate in this. Like, like to your point, if you said earlier, if a president, like if your position is such, it shouldn't matter. Right. If you took documents out and you were not allowed to take documents out, does it matter if you're Jane Smith on the street versus the president of the United States? Right. Speaking Should of be the rule of law. To the same account. The rule of law. Yes. So that's where I'm 
that's why I'm saying you're you are you're you are very a little bit more literal, which is fine. I, you know, it's actually been interesting for me since talking about some of these nuances that I think of. And I'm like, well, Ben would have probably would say this. And then it makes me think, does these nuances matter, right? Like, do all the details matter? Or if it's legal, it's legal. If it's not, it's not. Doesn't matter your position or who you are. Why would your position matter? Well, I'm saying in this case, like if you're a governor versus Joe Blow on the street, or if you're a president versus you know, an analyst, like a, an everyday analyst in, in, or contractor or something like the, the position you're, you have said the position doesn't matter. You still don't legally have the ability to do X, Y, Z. Am I understanding that correctly? Unless it is expressly allowed by one's position according to law, then under the law, I would say we are all affected by the law equally, regardless of position. Okay. So that's my, that answers my first question, because you're hearing a lot of pundits say in the media, uh, Trump, President Trump, former President Trump is, you know, a president, Right. He has the ability to declassify, you know, he could still technically have the ability to hear briefings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas Joe Biden or Mike Pence, they are they were only VPs. They never had the ability to declassify. They never had the ability to um, continue to hear you know, what's happening after the fact. And in Joe Biden's case, some of these documents may have been from when he was a senator too. So I, I you kind of answered that question for me inside of it doesn't matter, um, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it matters whether or not they followed procedure inside of declassification, for example, but position-wise, they all took documents out that they were not allowed to take out. Is that a good recreation? Yes, I would add to it that the president has the ability to declassify documents. Yes. More accurately, the president has the ability to order documents declassified. The president does not declassify documents. The president okay. certainly doesn't declassify documents telepathically, um, which I have heard an assertion that that was possible. That is not possible. It's not part of the process. So, for instance, let's assume in taking the documents out, an attempt to declassify them telepathically was made, which would not be part of the process, right? So they are still technically classified. Then he still has removed classified documents that Yes, 
he could have ordered declassified and then removed and did not do that. So I don't argue the fact that the president did not have the authority to declassify the documents. He did, which does beg the question in my mind, why not just do that, right? And then take them home. And I get it. If you honestly thought you could do it telepathically, perhaps that's where the breakdown was. But it can't be done telepathically. So classified documents were removed. Ergo, they were stored in, with intent at an unauthorized location. Something wrong has happened against the law. Okay. Because some of what our conversations and those potentially that I've heard on on the news, but our conversation, some of the things I brought up to you was difference of position, right? The ability to declassify, the um, ability to still technically, if granted permission, to even ha- you know still be in meetings if needed, you know, all, get these this intelligence information. The other one was the type of security that the documents were in once they took it out of their house so or out of the sorry out of protective you know custody or whatever you want to call the document like out of if you've taken them sorry let's try this again so the location of the documents in your personal residence office whatever doesn't matter you you know I, i believe you said inside of whether or not President Trump had it in a safe and Joe Biden, President Biden had it in his garage next to his car. That doesn't matter that President Trump at least had it in a safe. These are some of the nuances that you're hearing and I actually have asked you about or discussed with you. Um, And then the other thing is length of time in possession. So some of these documents supposedly from President Biden were potentially in his in his uh, possession for six years, 14 years. I've heard a couple of things, but that's a lot longer than President Trump had it. The other thing is people are, are saying President Trump didn't willingly give them up, whereas President Biden supposedly did. The thing around President Biden, though, is this has been going on for a couple of months and they never said anything, right? So politically, it's a different scenario inside of there were they, they were found right before the midterm elections. There was another search at some other point in December, like, but it didn't come out until January, right? Um, so that was another nuance that people were talking about, like, oh, he's trying to hide it quote unquote. Um, There's also arguments about the uh, or nuances about the reaction to it. So, you know, you hear President Trump, you know, say that, you know, they raided mine, but they didn't really raid his and they only did it really after the fact once, you know, it came out publicly. So you're hearing a lot of rhetoric 
around this whole situation between all of it. And uh, I think where my new, where, where my position was is, and then I had had actually had to think about it based on what you had said your position was on this or your opinion. It made me think because in my opinion, originally I was saying, look, yeah, they both did bad things. Like they broke the US code that said you can't take classified documents out of a, the non-secured location, including personal notes you took. You shouldn't have even taken personal notes, all that stuff, right? You, you shouldn't have taken stuff out of their secured area. I agreed with you on that. I agree with you that that is, a, that is true. It's still legal. They still did something bad. Where the nuances for me came into effect was how you handle the situation after the fact. Do they go to jail? Do they get fined? Does nothing happen to them? Right? Like using the comparison, right? Um, what was the reason or the motive behind it? How did they use the documents? Did they ever use the documents, etc.? That for me was where the nuance came in. I wasn't arguing that they didn't do something bad. Everyone equally did something bad if you take it out and you're not supposed to. Okay. Or you share the document or share the information and you're not supposed to with, with people unauthorized. That, those are two different things. But my point being, both of those are against code. Right. Two separate violations of code. Okay. So I'm not arguing any of that. Mine was the after, like the punishment side, right? Or what do we do now side? How do we handle the accountability part? That's for me where the nuance came in. Sounds like for you, it doesn't matter. Like they, well okay put it this way let me let me say this again it sounded like what you're saying is if somebody who is you know a low-level average american citizen, you know analyst american citizen analyst versus the president of the united states the punishment from my understanding your thoughts are the punishment should still be something or equal is it the punishment should be equal or or is it based on what level of of unauthorized um action they took or the amount of actions they took does that change anything for you inside of the punishment yeah we haven't during our conversation, we haven't talked about punishment and degrees of that, right? Like, I think that there should be punishment, period, is what, what I have been saying. Okay. Um, the degrees of punishment, that that incorporates all the other things that you just mentioned and pointed to, right? Hmm. Time, uh, uh, act, act actual actions um 
sure who had what authority at what time, who did what at what time with what intent and did all that. Sure. Sure. That's going to adjust punishment from, it says not more than five years. So for, you know, zero to five years, that's going to, you know, do that or the fine from whatever the zero fine to whatever that's, that's going to color all of that. What I'm saying is there's punishment, right? There should be no matter what, what we have not seen. And in, and this is, this is in the, every instance that we've talked about, about like nothing has happened. Nothing has happened to the governor that did X, Y, Z, nothing, not we're talking about it. And then what should happen? Nothing. He hasn't been detained. He didn't get into the back of any car. Nobody, nobody asked him some questions. Nobody, nobody brought charges. No, there's charges, right? Nothing. What I wish to happen is something. There should be a punishment. What that punishment is, is not for Ben to say, right? That's a different, this is the, what we're looking at is the legislative part. And after this is the judicial part, like whatever they sentence them to, that's somebody else's thing, right? That's a federal judge. That's a Supreme Court judge, right? That's whatever. But nothing to happen is what I argue would not happen to Joe Blow. Nothing would not happen to Joe Blow, right? Something would happen to Joe Blow. And if nothing happens to these three individuals, that's a difference. That's a market difference. Okay. That's, that, that's what's, that is what's different. The so punishment would be, would be different, right? Depending on the circumstances be... of what happened in each case. But right? Like you're... I'm not saying, I'm not saying everything's blanket, right? But what happened in each case, you're going to look at the case individually on its merit, but something should happen because in each case, it can be proved that classified information of the United States was willfully taken and stored in an unauthorized location. Those are the facts of the case, right? This, these things merit punishment. They may merit more punishment if they wanted to give them to somebody or share them with somebody. That's another code, right? That's something else. That's not this. This, um, this alone warrants punishment. That's that's my assertion. So where that's, you're black and white or your literal legal, not legal thought process goes to is there should be something, some repercussion for taking unauthorized documents or disclosing unauthorized information, let's say, uh, secret information. Though, like, the documents in this scenario for the president's vice president, a senator, an average person on the street, whatever, should all warrant some level of repercussion. Yes. Okay. That's the part that I missed. So... I think I think then we agree more so than I realized, because I think that there should be consistency similar to you inside of something should happen. The question is, what is that level of happening, right, punishment? And that may be where we come to 
some of these other <clears throat> factors that we that you know I mentioned inside that you were talking about as well. So here's a question for you. Did you want to say something before I ask my question? I I do. I I would say the reason why I think I set aside what you assert as nuance so often is because step one doesn't occur. If we, if there's no punishment, right? If they're not going to do anything, why would we talk about length of time or something, something in this case versus that case or this, that, the other thing, if nobody is, for instance, when we spoke briefly about um, the migrants um, being transported across state lines, that that nothing happens then, right? Like it's just a talking point. Well, he did it for this reason, and I, I get that. But in the when we go back in time to like when people did sit-ins or whatever, they were still breaking the law. They still got arrested. And they had a message. It's just no one said, well, let's listen to their message and let them go about their way, right? They were like, oh, no, you are going to jail, right? And that's what, that's the only thing that I'm asserting is we can't get to the nuance of what do we do now if we don't even do the first step, right? Like if we're just going to go, oh, uh, we don't know what to do. Okay, well, you shouldn't do that anymore. Okay, moving on, right? Like to the next thing, then it just becomes, okay. And what about the poor schmo that gets, I don't know, charged with treason? That's a possibility, right? Like if I had taken these documents home and had them in my house, and then maybe I was just going to read them some more and then bring them back to work, right? Like I wasn't going to share them with nobody, but someone kicked open my door and took them. And they thought I was going to share them with my my friend from Moscow or whatever. I mean, that does look pretty bad, but that's not, they don't have the facts, right? They don't have that I was going to give them to them. But am I a president of the United States? Am I a governor? Am I a, am I a senator? No, I'm not going to get a special dispensation because of my position. I'm going to be imprisoned for not more than five years and fined or both. And I would, I would assert that I would probably have both. Okay, so going to that, how would you handle... If you have a current sitting president and you, they found documents that were either from a previous like senatorship, let's say, because this could be for President Trump too, right? If he had been a senator before and he had documents, but during his presidency, he didn't take anything home, right? This, I'm not, I'm, I'm not specifying a specific president, I guess is my point, or person in this question. How would you handle it? If you had, a, if you had, you know, President Joe Smith and he is in power and this is happening where you find documents from a previous um, political appointment, 
or governmental appointment or state department or what whatever right like you you found classified documents and they were taken how would you handle that inside of this scenario like I don't think it becomes quite a big of an issue if you're a former president or senator or a former position of something, but if you're a current sitting some sort of governmental person, such as a president or a vice president or a UN ambassador or whatever, how would you handle that inside of if if there needs to be something that happens, do you wait until they're out of that position? to have them be arrested or charged or however you handle that? Or do you do it while they're in office? Like that's, that, I think that's a, that's a, I think a legit question because that's where it gets tricky um, to me. So this is the part where I feel like I, I need to say, I am not a lawyer. I've never attended any law school, right? Like, so I, I don't know what the correct, if there is one answer to this question is. I know that there's, uh, it does seemingly complicate things with a sitting president, what you can and can't do to a uh, sitting president. However, do I have an answer to this question? I do. Uh, the presidential, like this line of succession is, is in there for a reason. Um, if there is something, whatever it is, whatever it is, right? Like if there's something that we can then bring up. And I think the op the option should be given to the president to remove themselves from office, right? To respect the office of the president of the United States of America, right? Maybe, maybe someone would just do the right thing, take a step back and then wouldn't be a sitting president, we could take them into custody. Great, and we didn't arrest the president, the sitting president of the United States of America. Wonderful. And in the event that that didn't happen, then I think uh, a, I don't know, uh, two thirds vote of of Congress uh, to impeach. I think if that's the case, then they then impeach the president, impeach the president and vote to remove him. Right. Impeachment. That's hard. Uh, has the president ever been removed? From the impeachment process, no. Um, but what do you do then? Now, if there is, honestly, I'm telling you, if there is, if there is, I can't even say if there's like enough evidence, right? Like if that, if this case is put up, uh, up and then impeachment, and they still they vote to impeach and then vote not to remove him from office. Uh, I'm looking at you, American people. Uh, your Congress and your has spoken. Your government has spoken, right? Your Congress, uh, elected rep representatives voted to keep them in office. Uh, the sitting president and I, I think that that's. I think that the Congress has the power to remove the president. I don't know if the judicial uh, branch has any 
any weigh in right to the legislative branch. Like what if what if there's something that's like, you know, let's just say just for the sake of argument for this like thing, right? That there was a, a murder, right? Uh, President Billy Sassafras. I don't know why I, it just came. I don't know. Sorry, America. I didn't mean to make Billy Sassafras the president of the United States, but here we are. Um, Billy Sassafras is president of the United States, but pretty, like 30 years ago, he killed somebody, but no, nobody found that out. And then he became president. And then we found out, right? Like, and then he gets impeached. But for some reason, right, Billy Sassafras just, you know, shook hands with everybody and they voted to impeach him. And then they voted to keep him in office, right? Uh, so they didn't get the votes they needed to to remove him from office. He's just going to be there. I, I wonder if there's something that the judicial branch can review that and be like. I mean, he pretty definitely just killed like killed somebody back then. Like, why? What are you doing? I wonder if there's I, I don't think there's any mechanism to just be like. OK, he's definitely going. And. I feel like we should like vote for new people but i don't know that 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 seems very reset switchy and i don't think that that's the founding fathers would have like put that into the mix um checks and balances yes but i don't think reset switchy i think really it was just given to us that if this doesn't work then we throw throw that off and do like make a new government so well, and the reason um, for my question is, to your point, everyone should have punishment, right? Like everyone should be held accountable for their actions no matter their position, unless their position allows for these actions to not be illegal, for example. I think the practical implementation of that, though, when it comes to position, which may be why we're seeing what we're seeing inside of the differences of positions um, versus an average person, right? I feel like that is very difficult practicality of how do you treat everybody equal when somebody's at a level of VP or president or some you know high level position like that um if it's you know waiting until they're out of office or to your point forcing this issue through congress whatever that is but i'm not excusing it but i just i i it sound it seems like it would be very difficult and not in the best interest of perception whether or not we care about that to have a president, sitting president, be arrested or be, you know, charged or fined or go to prison, et cetera, during their presidency. So I, I guess that's why I asked the, how you would handle it, because I agree with you, it shouldn't matter the position, but there are inherent challenges depending on the position on how you handle that. And do we have precedent for how to handle that, which I don't think we do. We, I don't think we do. Um, for me, I, and I, for me, it's easy, right? Like I, I would 
hope that he's impeached. But if it, this is like, I, I don't think he can be sued. Like, and, and compelled to appear in a less in, in a lower court. Uh, I don't believe so. I mean, and I may be wrong. Um, but I, I find that I would like to, and see, this is, this is hard for me because I would like to think that our elected officials, no matter who we think they are, if they were faced with like the facts, like of Billy Sassafras's murder, that they would vote to remove him. But if they were, yeah, I, if they didn't right now, I, I would have an issue with, regardless of my political leading, I would have an issue with President Sassafras and the portion of the Congress that voted to keep him. Regardless of political leading, right? Like they, but there you go. Because our system is set up for that. And and I, I get it, public perception, right? Ooh, you know, it's it, it looks... But on the one hand, it looks bad. But on the other hand, it looks great. On the other hand, it looks fantastic that someone at the top that got found um, not acting in accordance with the laws of the land could be removed from power without a shot being fired and seamlessly Somebody else is, you know, we know what happened. Somebody else goes, it's the vice president, right? And everything keeps chugging along. Like every, he's sworn in, everything else goes new, and it just keeps going on until our next election, and boom, right? No different than if he had, sorry, everyone, you know, had his life taken from him, right? And the succession took place like that, right? Like, it's, is it, Desirable, it's not desirable, and it says a lot about our republic. Mm -hmm. It says a lot about, right? Like, it's it's not like he's removed from power, and then those generals loyal to him storm the capital, and then there's, you know, there, there's, there's so much that has happened. There's so much that could go wrong. There's so much, you know. Well, and I guess, I guess the real question is, so I guess the question is, to your point, like, what is that level of crime or illegal activity that would have either Congress and like, and I'm not saying that there's factors that go into this, but is classified documents something en enough that Congress or somebody should pressure a president to resign or a vice president or a speaker of the house or whoever it is. Like what is that threshold, right? And have we gotten to a place where we just kind of nuance everything out, right? Like, uh, you know, there's always a reason behind, so we can always justify X, Y, Z. Like, have we gotten as a country to a place where it's not as black and white as maybe it has been in the past?
I don't know, right? I don't know. And if so, then a reset is necessary in my humble opinion, right? Like, uh, I don't, when I, I, I look at this, I, you know, it's not hard. It's, it, it's not, it's not hard. It, I, I, I don't, So I'm working to choose my next words very carefully, right? Because I understand that they are directed for the elected leadership of our republic and us, the populace that installs them, that puts them there, right? I'm, I'm not, is this them that who occupy the halls of power. Sure, my words are directed toward them, but also to us because we hold them accountable. They can't get away with this stuff if when it comes to light, if they knew that this country would just not go for it, right? If they knew that there was a folder of classified information and you would lose this, the most powerful seat in the world, the office, right? The Oval Office, because of some stupid trash like this. Why would you do it? Why? If you knew that this would hurt your political career, why would you ever do it? If you thought you were upwardly mobile as a senator, as a congressman, okay, I don't know anything about you know political stuff. I'm sure you have political enemies. I'm sure you want to keep information on them. I'm sure. I'm sure. But you got to find a better way to do it than this. This is crap. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you telling me that you were a congressman? Are you, t you were a House representative, you were a senator of the United States of America with no designs on ever being Speaker of the House, no designs on ever being, you know, a Senate Majority Leader, no designs on ever leading a major committee, no designs on ever being Vice President, President of the United States, right? You had no political thoughts to move up. And, and I get it, you have, like, do better. Really? Do better. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard to obey the laws by yourself, right? Like, I obey, I obey the laws. I obey the laws, Kate. I have no problem. I haven't killed anybody. Ben hasn't killed anybody. We Just have it on record. Right? Like, right. Yeah, so any of that stuff, Right. There's no Billy Sassafras here. You know, any of that stuff. It's not hard. Sure. Maybe, maybe I get a speeding ticket. Great. Maybe I don't get ousted from my pu public office for a speeding ticket. Now, if I get a speeding ticket and I try to bribe the officer because I don't want to pay this speeding ticket. Yes, that's terrible. Perhaps that's something that gets me kicked out of my public office. Right. Also, because if I'm in public office, maybe. I have enough to pay a speeding ticket. Maybe I do. Maybe, maybe that's a thing. Maybe, maybe I ask the good people of Arizona to spend my speeding ticket. Maybe, 
maybe I'm going, maybe it, they just escort me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not hard to do this bad stuff, not do this bad stuff. And they have people, staffers, right? Like, it's, this isn't hard. This isn't hard to read the folder, hand it, the classified folder, hand it to somebody else that will put it where it needs to go. It's not hard. It's not hard. So I heard a couple of things in there, like us as the Americans haven't been holding people to account potentially where they think they can get away with things and still have upward mobility in their political career because we're not showing these as examples of things like classified documents hasn't risen to a level apparently in the past that has ousted somebody right off the bat right like so why would you think you couldn't do this here and there to and not get out you know and and why would you think you wouldn't be able to get away with it quote unquote um and then the other thing is um i lost it that was the big takeaway i got from your was the responsibility on the person's part right to do the right thing and follow the rules and the procedures because they're there for a reason but then the other side of it is um that accountability that we're not holding people to account as a nation when this stuff happens like they get away with it it's it's like oh they're a politician you know what i mean like they get away with it more than right. and it's not just in classified documents it's a bunch of different things unless there's political pressure or there's pressure from the media because that's how you know the american people's word is getting out maybe through the media like hey people are in uproar there's protests there's whatever you need to leave office right so maybe there there's a couple of or judicially right um maybe it's a cr criminal case and a da has been investigating an official and that official you know resigns because they know or they fight it till the end and then they get kicked out right like so maybe maybe there's a few balls that have been getting dropped over the years that has almost allowed for a level of mischief that wasn't there in the past allowed for a level of mischief not almost allowed for right like we increasingly have allowed our elected officials to say things change a word right like this is all the wordsmithing that they do this is all the oh you know oh i, I i'm not going to answer the question like uh, uh, i'm going to change it so it's just a little bit oh well i think and then i'll say whatever i want after that right with zero repercussions because i just said i think right I think that person is blah 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 cheating on their wife and da 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 da. Well, okay, well, that's that's frivolous, right? Like you can't. That is at your level, right? Like if I do it, everybody's gonna go, ah, Ben doesn't know what he's talking about. He's stupid, Dad, man. He 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 likes to like stir the pot. At at that level, that is reckless. Mm -hmm. Reckless. It's 
it's it's more than irresponsible. It's reckless, right? Like like the amount of people, and it's a small fraction, right? It's a small, small fraction. But how many people do you need to attempt to assassinate somebody? How many people do you need to attempt to assault somebody? How many people do you need, right? You only need one. You only need to send one into a tizzy to cause a mass casualty somewhere. You only need one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's those words, right? And it's like, oh, wow, ah, he took what I said wrong. But I think it's also the lack of doing something. Like you could be perfectly, you could be the perfect senator and doing, you know, nothing illegal. You're going through the right channels, et cetera, but you're keeping quiet and senator being an example, right? Like, but you're yes. keeping quiet about somebody else in the Senate that you know yes. is doing X, Y, Z. And I'm I'm thinking that's the other side of it that we're seeing a lot of, or you're, ca- count, you're calling out, th- out things that maybe aren't important. So you're kind of negating anything that actually is important, right? You're like, yes, oh, well, precisely. this person did this and isn't that bad and blah, 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 blah. But then this person over here is getting away with, you know, more because you know the priorities have shifted or you've just kept your mouth shut one of the two yes it's there's a lot of it right so it just and we've allowed it to happen too we've allowed it to go on too far right like where you bring up an excellent point where is the line right like it's so here's the thought with this this classified information in the United States, should it de should it see even in my I I was should should it unseat a sitting president of the United States? Like I almost said dethrone, right? Right? Should it dethrone, right? But, but this is where we are, right? Like this is, you know, oh they oh they're up there they oh this they are they are subject to the same laws that we are that is what was intended always otherwise we are not different than a monarchy and why not why shouldn't they do whatever they want right unless we hold them to it okay so this is you know classified material great you know uh President Biden, President, former President Trump, you know, um, Vice President Pence, former Vice President Pence. These should should this unseat a sitting president? I'd like to think. Right, we're we're back in the thing. All he has to do is declassify those documents, just like all President Trump had to do was declassify those documents. But I don't at the time hear, that he took it, I don't want to hear he has the authority. But at the time that he took it, he didn't have that power because he was only a vice president or he was only a senator. So you saying, no. are you saying that now he should declassify them to get himself out of trouble? No, no, no. It should absolutely not. Should okay. absolutely so he, not. Okay. But could could he? Yes, he could. He could declassify. He could have. De- he could have gotten into office right day one. First thing you're going to do, I'm going to declassify those documents. And then you know what? If you find it in my garage, tough noogies. Nobody cares. They're declassified, right? 
That's why it's so infuriating when people are like, well, he could have reclassified them. I get that. He didn't. That's the thing. It, that's, that's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He classified them. It, what are you saying right now? I, he didn't. He thought he could do it with his mind, allegedly, right? That's not a thing. That's not mm-hmm. a thing. Okay. So just like President Trump, all he had to do was declassify the I want these declassified. And then, then it's more of an them. ethical issue than it is a like legal issue. If he had. In in my opinion, yeah. Because what could I say? He had them declassified and then he took them. I can't say anything. They're declassified. We, but if he I, we declassified them. But if he declassified them after he took them. Yeah. Also, yeah, ethical. I think you're yeah. a bad person. For That's it. an ethical issue more so than a legal. Right. Technically, now they're declassified. If I knew they went over there, if I knew they were over there, then that creates a problem, right? But if you declassified them and and now they're magically there, I can't prove that you took them over there before they were declassified. Yeah. But you didn't. That's what's mind blowingly crazy about this. You're already, I, you know what? Oh, that wouldn't have been the right thing to do. Really? Really? That's what held you up? That's what held you up out of all this? Because you know what else wasn't the right thing to do? Take off of my documents! <laughs> I'm laughing because Ben is uh, very a- animated on the video that you guys can't see. So. so. And it's ironic. I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's very, like null and void in some cases you know in this case okay okay well (laughs) anywho so but i think i think that's good and i appreciate your opinion so here's the thing i know you've got to color outside the lines a lot when you're you're present and there's there's so many i i don't know how to say this right like you should obey the law, right? Because if you get caught breaking the law, you should be held to accountable. You you got caught breaking the law, mm-hmm. like bar none. We shouldn't go. You know there are people that operate in this country, and they break the law all the time, all the time. They're called criminals, right? The good ones don't ever get caught, ever get caught. Right. They're criminals. They break the law all the time. I'm not saying you should do that. But if you're going to break the law. Right. And run the country, maybe be one of the good ones. Right. Maybe don't maybe maybe make it harder. Mm -hmm. Maybe make it harder. Right. Because if we catch you, it should be a known thing. That you're going to get prosecuted, you're going to pay for it. That's the thing. That's the thing. And, that's and the nutty thing is, you have so many people, you have so many people, right? You didn't have to keep those documents at Mar-a-Lago. You could have kept your friend Louie's house down the road, right? And his stupid little house that you pay for with a safe, that you go visit Louie just to read those stupid documents. And if Louie gets caught, Louie's going to jail, right? But no, no, you don't do that. You You just can't think of that. 
So we catch you. Well, guess what? You are going to pay for this now. And what makes you angry is that they're not paying for it. At all. At like we're talking about it. We're we're talking about it. Like, why is why is he walking around? If I if I had classified documents, I wouldn't be walking around. I'd be in some dark hole in the NSA somewhere or but whatever. Right? It's and nobody like why? Why do you have these documents? Of course. I'm sure they're asking them that, but that's that's a classified conversation. That's not a conversation we can have out here. Why did you take yeah. these documents? In order to have that conversation, you got to talk about those documents, which yeah. we can't talk about out here. Yeah, we have no idea what they are, and we shouldn't. Right? But his freedom should be impinged upon, right? He's, he's got Secret Service. Great. Put him in the cell with him. And by he, you mean any of them? Yeah, they're all he's, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just I, I'm you know I'm just clarifying any of the he's of those three. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, do you think this is even an issue of whether or not we classify too many documents? I'm assuming no, but does that that's a separate issue or that's a separate uh, conversation it, from I, this? I agree with both of those statements. We whether or not we classify too many documents is by far a separate issue from this. Um, separate issue, and it's possible that we classified far too many documents. Yeah, this could be a catalyst for that conversation, but it doesn't impact what is happening in this situation i mean or the yeah. situation for these three former vp or presidents it's okay. just well i think we tackled that pretty well or in detail yeah i think we got a long way around it uh, all the way around it i think so put in a little it's bit. yeah definitely Got all the, squeezed all the mileage out of that one. <laughs> well, thank you listeners for listening to this episode. And hopefully you got something out of it, newly or not. But uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, Ben, for your input and your thought process. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're looking forward to the next episode. And until then, keep discussing. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on social media and check out our Patreon page. Leave us a review on your listening platform if you like the podcast. If you haven't heard your viewpoint or would like to be a guest, email us at info at artofdiscussing.com. Till next time, remember there's more sides to the story than yours. Look listen and learn and keep, keep discussing, discussing.